Amen. And uh, the Sunday school lesson was something that I just wrote down while Brother Harrelson was teaching. Amen. And, and how that God changes lives and so forth. And, and the, the way he done Jonah and done the Apostle Paul, or you can call him Saul of Tarshish, and other peoples. Amen. That their history is in the Word of God. And I just said, no pain, no gain. Amen. Now, I know that uh, that's, uh, you can put everything you want to on that, but I'm going to tell you what, sometimes, sometimes your seat's got to get hot before you got standing up. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to read from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1. Nehemiah, chapter 1. Amen. It says, And the word of Nehemiah, the son of Hecheliah, came to pass in the month of Chislu, in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hananiah, one of my brethren, amen, came, and he and certain men of Judea. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped which were left in the captivity concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left in the captivity in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The walls of Jerusalem also is broken down. The gates thereof are burned with fire. It came to pass that when I heard these words that I sit down and wept and mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before God of heaven, and said, I beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, great and terrible God, thou keepest covenants and mercies for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive, and to thine eyes opened, that thou mayest hear the prayers of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, now day and night for the children of Israel, amen, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Behold, I and my father's house have sinned. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, tonight to let our minds, or today, let our minds, O oh God, dwell upon these scriptures and upon you, and let your spirit, God, speak to us. I ask it for your glory in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The eyes, the heart. Amen. Sometimes our, our, our eyes sees things that where hearts feel. Amen. Now the year, if I was to take it, the year, according to some of the Bible scholars, is the year of 446 B.C., that's 160 years since the time that Nebuchadnezzar brought the armies down to Jerusalem and really just tore up the place. They, they tore the walls down. They tore the temple. They took the, they, all the, the uh, utensils of the temple away to Babylon. Amen. And they carried the captives away. And some of them, they, really, they chose the choices of people. They chose Daniel. He chose as Hananiah, Azariah, amen, and uh, Michelle, amen. Uh, the three Hebrew boys that we call them, 
that uh, went to the fiery furnace and and, and they uh, they came out of the fire. Amen. And there was Ezekiel also during that period of time that was in Babylon that was became a prophet in, in that period of time too. And these all, amen, were what we call the choice of people that Babylon carried away. He they was wanting to utilize the knowledge and the abilities of the children of Israel, amen, while they were destroying, amen, their, their roots, amen. And here, Nehemiah, he's, he's, he's 160 years later, he's quite concerned about, he hasn't heard very much from, from Jerusalem. He hasn't heard very much from his own people, but he was still concerned. I'm telling you, uh, I could just take a little time to go back to the roots. Uh, and in fact, I have, I have delved all in that in my mind for the last uh, few days and thinking about uh, where I came from. And, and I'm sure that most all of us have memories that we can go back to. But Nehemiah was concerned about God's people. Amen. He didn't want to forget his roots. He didn't want to forget what... Amen. Brought him to the place that he is mentally and physically. Amen. That now he is in a and he is in a foreign country. He was part. Evidently, his grandparents or his parents. Amen. Were part of that uh, that that people that was carried away and and he uh, he somehow wants to. Amen. Remember his his uh, his his roots. He wants to remember where he came from. Amen. Amen. No doubt sometimes all of us, I'm sure, can, uh, amen, reminisce on things of America and uh, maybe some of your own physical, uh, not too many of us are even, even now back where we were born and raised. Uh, mine, mine's 500 miles or 450 miles away, and I'm sure some of you, are, you, you can reminisce over some of that way back there. And, and kind of getting nostalgic about it, but uh, amen. Nehemiah was thinking of the spiritual. He was thinking about God. He was thinking about what, what his people had gone through, amen, in the last century or plus, amen. His, his eyes drawn mental pictures, and I'm sure I was, uh, as I was, I was thinking of this. I was thinking about my, my raising up, and I can... I, I can close my eyes now and see so many, so many experiences I had a long, long, long time ago. Amen. But we are, we're, we're always remembering, amen, where we come from. Amen. For it be, amen, raised in a, in a Christian home or where we were raised, amen, we're, we're, we're thinking many times about how God has brought us to where we are. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm sure in Nehemiah's memories and things, he kindly thought that there's got to be greater things or better things happening back in Jerusalem than they was, you know, when Nebuchadnezzar brought, carried them out and tore down the places. Because, amen, 70 years after, 70 years after they were carried into Babylon captivity, you know the story. Jeremiah was prophesying that they're going to be gone 70 years and, and they were going to return. And so Cyrus, when he conquered the Babylonian Empire, he, he read that scripture. In fact, the Bible talks to us that when he saw that his name was in the Bible, when he saw the prophecies of Jeremiah, 
that he was going to raise up a, a, a Cyrus and Cyrus was going to free his people to go back. And there Zerubbabel was. He was going back there and, and he got all the utensils for the temple. You go back there and you restore the temple and, and, and you, you rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and uh, amen, gets things going back in the right direction, amen, and restoring and rebuilding. And that, that it happened. And 90 years later, Nehemiah starts asking the questions to Hananiah. How's it doing, Jerusalem? And he said, it's laying waste. The walls are broken down. It's, it's just laying waste. There's trees growing up everywhere, you know, and it's just, it was, you can just read and imagine all the things that was going on in the temple. The foundation was laid, but they got out and prayed and cried and shouted. Some of them was weeping and some of them was shouting when the, when the foundation was laid, but that's as far as it got. Oh, my. Then Nehemiah, uh, he, he, uh, he started weeping and crying. He, he, he was quite torn up because of, amen, the horrible pictures that he could see in his mind by what was said. Amen. Now, sure, I'm sure all, people, all of our minds are like that. We can, we can form pictures in our minds of things that, amen, and, 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 and see, amen. Now, I'm sure in Nehemiah's mind that he thought that the walls were probably up by now and the temple was probably being built and maybe completed, but it wasn't that way, you know, it was a rule. He, uh, he, and he and all the people that came with him, they got opposition, and so they stopped off building and just left it as it was. Amen. And uh, it, was, it, it was still laying waste. Amen. Anytime there is something in your heart that gets set on, I believe that there are mental pictures that you can see about your own self. You can dream or you can envision or you can believe and you can, you, can, you can not only project or see the past, but you can project the future, amen, that you, uh, you want to become or you want God to do in your life, amen. Mental pictures are a part of our experiences, amen. Praise God, amen. Hallelujah. They say that the carpet builder, and I'm sure that Brother Ramsher, as he is constructing buildings, he, now he looks at the blueprints of it. And a, a, a good carpenter or a good construction person can, can see the finished product before it is ever done because he sees an outline of it and the, and it, the plans. And he, he, the, the other part of it is just he constructs it in his own mind. Amen. And I'm sure that each one of us, amen, has a way of somehow looking beyond now and saying, amen, and seeing things that our dreams, or our plans, or our desires, amen, is to accomplish in life. Amen. We, we must have something. We must have visions. We must have some direction of life, amen, lest we just, amen, tread water where we are. Amen. Praise God. We've, we've, we've got to have, we've got to have something more than, we've got to have something more than just, even we sit down and weep and cry. Amen. So Nehemiah, with his, uh, with his burden, with his love, with his desire, and with his concern about, amen, what God had blessed Israel and what God had promised Israel and what had happened to that promise, Amen. They, they, he just wasn't satisfied to be the cupbearer of the king. 
Now, I'm not so sure that that was, a, that was a great office, I suppose, in one sense of the word, but it was not maybe in some other sense of the word because everything that that king, king ate and everything that that king drank, he had to take a sip of it, amen, to let it know that it wasn't poisonous. And they put their lives on the line every time, amen, that they brought a food or drink to the king. But uh, Nehemiah's thoughts were his roots, where he came from. There is nobody in this auditorium that's been filled with the Spirit that cannot reminisce in their own minds and go back and know what God did for them. You cannot forget it. If you got the Holy Ghost, you cannot forget it. It is a heavenly taste. It is the most wonderful experience. It is the hope of salvation. It is the dream, amen, of someday, amen. Be in the presence of the one that fills your heart. Praise God. Your heart has got to beat after amen, the things of God. As a roe paineth after the water brooks, so paineth my soul after thee, O God, my strength in my Redeemer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When you, when you, when you walk through life's, amen, with people like Jacob and you're, you're reading, amen, and you read the stories of Jacob's life and you see all the, Amen. The calamities and the things that befell him. Amen. He was, he was a man that desired things. He was a dreamer, I guess you could say, in one sense, because he wanted the birthright. And he did all his best to get that birthright. Amen. Even though he was hook and crook, I guess I could say it that way. And then he fooled his dad. And then he had to flee for his life. But yet God, amen, met him in that period of time and Amen. He, he, he felt like he was in Bethel, the, the house of God. He, he, he said he, it's what he called it. Amen. It was Luz before. But he, he, he said, that, you know, God, God's, God's visit me. And uh, he could not forget that. He could not forget that. Amen. Even though he went on from there and lived in Laban's house for quite a number of years. And, and it, was a, it was a nip and tuck, I guess. Amen. Between him and Laban, which one was going to crook the one the best? And, uh, you know, he said, David, or Jacob said it himself, that Laban changed his wages ten times because uh, somehow God was blessing Jacob and, and so forth. But it was, it, it was, uh, it was one of those times that uh, he was, amen, he was walking by his own ingenuity and drive. Jacob found out how to, uh, how to mix breed cattle and to, to have them, amen, they, uh, you know, you, you mix breed like dogs or cats or whatever. Amen. They, 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 they change colors sometimes. And so Jacob evidently found out about that or figured it out. Amen. And uh, whatever, but amen, he was, he, he was, he, he was gaining, but he was getting paid back every time in every situation. And yet, amen, amen, God had to put Jacob in a place, amen, when he told him to go back to Israel. You know, amen, Abraham had told, amen, his servant, don't send Isaac. I don't want Isaac to go back to where, amen, I have come from. But Jacob had to go back because he had to flee back to them. And then God told him, get back to where you have the promises. Amen. And, and so as Jacob went back, you find out that Laban was behind him, chasing him. And Esau was coming to meet him. Amen. And so uh, 
he decided to uh, just go to God in prayer and find out, amen, his direction of life. You know, you know the old story, but uh, I'm, I'm telling you what I'm, what I'm trying to say today is God knows how to put us in the place where we can look back and we can look forward. Amen. And, and your heart, amen, draws pictures and desires and things. I, don't, I dare say that there's not a person in this congregation today that somehow says, I am satisfied with where I am. I don't want to do anything else for God. I'm just going to wait for the rapture of the church. Or I'm just going to wait for death. I'm, I'm, I'm through with anything I want to do. I'm, I'm just coasting. Amen. I, I don't believe anybody is satisfied with where they are. I don't believe anybody can. I, I believe that everybody has a desire to see greater things in the Lord. Dreams, amen, that's in your heart and mind, amen. Praise God. My prayer to God is this, that why can't people like Jacob have a greater, amen, have a greater relationship with God than we that are free in time to pray, amen. We need, we need some direction of God today, amen, because... Amen. I think there's too much, amen, of us just, amen, just trying to keep saved. Amen. And uh, the Lord needs to stir up our nest. Hallelujah. The Bible has many examples where God stepped into a man's life, amen, in his dilemmas of life and situations. And Brother Harrison was talking about this morning, and I was had his, in my thoughts, amen, about about, uh, about the Apostle Paul, I can call him Saul or whatever you want to call him, amen. He was one of those people that was aggressively, amen, doing God's will as far as he could understand and believe. He thought that he was doing God's will when he was on his way to Damascus. But see, God, amen, stepped into his desires, amen, and changed his ways, amen, and changed his life. Amen. And he become the Paul. Amen. The apostle. Hallelujah. And somehow, amen, is, is God has a purpose in our lives. Nehemiah. Nehemiah sat down and wept and cried. And then you know what happened. Amen. The king noticed his countenance was fallen. And, and, uh, and the king talked to him about that because uh, you, don't, you don't come into the presence of a king Amen. And show despondency or weepings or cryings or, or feel down and out. Amen. Because he, he's going to get suspicious. And so he asked him, Nehemiah, what's, what's wrong with you? What's, what's happening? And Nehemiah just poured his heart out to him. And then God gave him, amen, gave him mercies and pity, I guess, on the, from the king that he said, well, you can go back there and you can do it. And you know the story. Nehemiah's got the most sermons Amen. To be preached from that because he was he was a man that was an outsider. He was a man that didn't he didn't have to get involved. You know what I mean? He, he didn't really have to. He was OK where he was. But he can't be satisfied. He couldn't be satisfied knowing what God's promised, knowing what God's people are supposed to be. Amen. To see them. Amen. Not really completing the, 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 the call of God in these things. And there ought to be within each one of our hearts to recognize the fact, not only you and I, but knowing that God has greater purpose for all of our lives and God has a greater purpose, amen, for, for the people out there in the world that we just, 
amen, that maybe you're discouraged, backslider, maybe discouraged and just can't seem to get it all back together again, amen, that God would put it on our hearts to say, well, I'm satisfied where I am or I'm, and, and say, I'm just not satisfied. I just can't, I just can't go on recognizing the fact that God's got great things for us that we are not seeing fulfilled. And you know the story, Nehemiah went back and restored and rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Amen. After they got started, they were finished. Just about two months. Amen. Wow. Amen. All we need was, amen, God to be on our side, and we asked for directions, and God gave directions. Amen. And he gave answers to Nehemiah, and he gives answers to each one of us. Amen. And I'm, 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 I've got this prayer thing now. I, I, uh, I didn't really count all my books, but I've, I've purchased, I purchased over 20 books on prayer. And uh, I, as, it ought to be about, about enough for me to read them and do something about them. <laughs> Amen. And Brother Harrelson's been preaching on prayer, and I've been preaching on prayer, and, and you've been thinking about praying, and, and this, is, this is the way that we can go back and restore and rebuild. Amen. Hallelujah. It don't need, it don't need to be, I used to do. I, you know, I, I reminisced over the things, amen, of my, uh, my past. And in fact, I was just reminiscing over uh, my pastor that, uh, that uh, he died just a few years ago, over 102, I think 102 or 103 years old. Uh, he, he lived a ripe old age. Amen. But uh, I was just reminiscing over the experiences and the things that God had done and seen in, in, in our past. And, and, and I, I, I really believe that the church ought to be, amen, just restored back to what it was. That's what we really do. Amen. We, you, you read the stories. Amen. And that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. And he said, this is that that was spoken of the prophet Joel. Amen, that he was going to pour out his spirit in the last days. Amen. And I know that we are living there because we've been talking about it last weekend. Amen. It looked really bleak, but today we're just kind of coasting a little bit. And we, 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 the, the thing is still there, brothers and sisters. Amen. You do not know. You do not know what's going to, about to take place, amen, in this world. But the only thing I can say is, amen, that we get wake-up calls and we get things and we get reading the scriptures and uh, I, I, I'm going to read a few in a few in the minutes from here and, and just, uh, just hear about what God, amen, hallelujah, how has God's, amen, prophesied and told, amen, some great things. Jesus said we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I thank you, brothers and sisters and all you, for, because we are a missionary-minded church. And yet... I know that we're, we, our little bit that we do in comparison, amen, is not enough. But I believe that prayers, amen, are more powerful than money. I believe prayers are more powerful, amen. It changes lives, amen, where sometimes we can give our money out and, and forget about, amen, where it went and what. But, but we need to put legs on our prayers, we need to put, amen, our, our, our hearts into it. Nehemiah didn't have any reason, amen, to think about that except it was something that he was thinking of God's promises. Yeah. 
God's promises. It was a promise of God that Isaiah or Israel turned back, amen, amen, to the Lord and now restored and rebuilt, amen. You can read some scriptures, and I'd like to read, amen, a few scriptures here, amen, and hearing, it's turned to Isaiah, turn to Isaiah, the uh, 11th chapter, and I'll read a few verses of scripture here to us this morning. Isaiah chapter 11, and I'll begin reading it, verse number 10. In, the, in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand as an ensign of the people, for it shall be, amen, the Gentiles shall seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Now that's talking about, amen, Jesus coming and giving a chance to you and I for salvation. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again for the second time to recover in the remnants of these people, amen, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Paphia, amen, and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar, amen, and from Hamath, amen, and from the islands of the sea, and he shall sit up his ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together, amen, the dispersed, amen, of Judah from the four corners of the earth. And I read that, and you can read that and understand it, that it, he said it, it's going to be the second time. It was a restoration that came, amen, in Nehemiah's time. But God promised through Isaiah that there was going to be another time of restoration. And I know it was prophesying of Jesus Christ coming, amen, to restore, amen, or give salvation to the Gentiles and so forth. But it is also, it is also prophetical words, amen, in the last days that God was going to restore back Israel to its home nation. And we have lived, or I was, I have lived, amen, through the time that, uh, that Israel had got restored back to a nation. And now it's one of the great nations of the world, even though in that little bitty place, amen, it's, 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 it's powers, amen, are very strong. And that, that's why they're hated so much. Amen. Because they're God's people and, and they know wasn't supposed to be there, but they're there. They're there. God's prophecies prophesied that it was going to happen. You and I are living at the time of the second restoration. Amen. Where Israel has come back to its homeland. Amen. And it was through wars and, and multiplied millions have died, but yet somehow God was coaxing. Amen. You can read, Brother Harrelson was teaching about Jonah. Amen. And, uh, and, and Jonah was, Jonah had a purpose. Amen. Jonah had a purpose and it was a lot of pain and people were, people had, had, the, uh, had the, the death upon them, I guess I could say, amen, on that ship. And they said, uh, you know, it's going to be you or us, you know, and uh, they cast Jonah overboard. Amen. And God's prophecies in, I want to turn again, amen, to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3, or excuse me, chapter 31 and verse 8 says it like this. Amen. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth. And with them the blind and the lame and the women with child and her that traveleth, amen, with child together, amen, great companies shall return thither. They shall come with weepings and, and with supplications will I lead them. And I will cause them to walk by the rivers, of, amen, of the waters and, and strengthen or straightway them wherein they shall not stumble for I am the father of Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. Amen. 
Amen. God, amen, through Jeremiah, amen, was prophesying again of the return of Israel. He also prophesied, as I told him, said a while ago about Cyrus, amen. But he also told them that there was going to be a, another returning, and we have seen that. Now, what I'm trying to say is God's preparing, amen, Israel for the last days. And I think it's time that the church ought to prepare for the last days also. Hallelujah. We have scattered throughout Dothan, Alabama, amen, and the, and the regions roundabout people that needs to come back home. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36, 19, verse 19, verse 24, and verse 28. Amen. Ezekiel also. Amen. A prophet that was carried away to, to, to Babylon, but yet his mind and heart was back in Jerusalem, and God was talking to him about, amen, restorations and so forth. We, amen, need to understand, amen, we are living in the time. I really believe it. We're living in the time. It's time for us to recognize the fact that our, our, our call of God is to restore, restore, restore. Amen. We can't live in the place we are in the palaces of this world and not have a heart and desire to see the church become a Pentecostal church again. And I mean that by, amen, us seeing, amen, the revivals, seeing the things of God. God is not going to come after a weak and lame and a despondent church. God's going to come after a church. It's about the Father's business. Amen. If we ever see, amen, if we ever see that revival, there's something got to get a hold of us. It got a hold of Nehemiah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how long Nehemiah was in, amen, Shushan. It didn't matter how long, amen, his family had been living in captivity and God had blessed them even there, just like he has us. But we can't be satisfied with the blessings of God when the church needs a revival, when the church needs a restoration. Praise God. It's going to come from a burden, burden and a broken heart. It's going to come from disturbed minds and hearts. It's not for my salvation or yours. We're blessed. We're blessed. But it's those that we know that still lives in a broken down life. Amen. Still lives under the shadows of the judgments of God and never coming back. We got to somehow, we got to help them. We've got to help them. Shall we stand? I'm, I'm trying to preach today that my heart, amen, can look out over this congregation, amen, and see people that I love, and we're all, we're all here. We're all here. But yet, I want my eyes to see the potential that there is in God for my life and your life. God, there's potential here. There's potential for a Apostle Paul to be birthed. Amen. From thinking that he was doing right to really doing what God wanted him to do. 
I'd like to see a revival. I'd like to see a revival. When I wrote these notes down, I corrected myself because it is more than likely to see a revival that's going to make us what we need to be. Hello. It's having a vision. It's our eyes being opened. Amen. Hallelujah. Our hearts, amen, being enlarged. There's too many backsliders in our city. There's too many lost people that don't even know. And a drunk told me yesterday that he wanted to come to church. I want to be here. And he said, be here next Sunday. I don't know. But I do know this. There's a lot of troubled hearts as they're trying to drown them in things of this world. And all they need is the touch of God. And we've got to pray until the power of the Spirit is in its place until when they come, they will feel the pull of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's wonders like Jacob. There's people that like, like the Apostle Paul thought he was doing right. And there's Nehemiah's that somehow, amen, is finding their directions of life. And God blessed. I, it is amazing to me the success that Nehemiah had. Amen. And the people that were sitting there every year for 90 years after Zerubbabel came and could not get the faith to get up and see a revival. We got to give it. I believe it's called upon the Dothan Church today. Say, God, we want to be the spark that begins a revival in Dothan, in Alabama. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Can we catch a vision? Can we see things that's not there? And God somehow believe it. They're, they're there. We can construct it. Amen. Just like a carpenter. Amen. Just like a man that's building it. We got the, we've got the instructions here. It's the blueprint for revival. Can we see it? Lord Jesus. I stand here, Lord, endeavoring to pull my heart out. And yet, God, I do need that passion. I do need that, Lord, that vision myself. And I do, God, believe that when we catch that vision, Lord, we'll see things, God, prospering. We'll see God, amen, the resurrection, Lord, of a city. Again, God, as Nehemiah did. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Would you come and pray? Could God get a hold of your heart this morning to say, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see a revival. I want to be a part of the revival.